0: for the end of the world Uh, sure (laughs) you are listening to your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it let's bring back the circle again the circle of friends the circle of family the circle of being (laughs) wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit. This is your community spirit. Yes. Your this, community, your spirit. Yeah. You're your. You're your. your, your. <laughs> um, this is Orda Energy Mon, and we actually have a lot of your community spirit to talk about. So, what's the first thing we should talk about?
1: Let's see. Do we want to jump right into happenings?
0: Yeah, yeah, because this is a happening town. Mm-hmm. Yes. Today at noon... Today at noon... on oh my headphones.
1: Okay, well, I'll start with this one. And today at noon, the Brown Bag Bioneers lunch series continues this Friday and runs for another five weeks. Brown Bags Bioneers... That's some nice alliteration there. That's
0: why I didn't say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ...takes place noon to one Fridays at the Interfaith Center in Carbondale. That's 913 South Illinois Avenue. And each week will highlight a video presentation from recent Pioneers Conferences. Uh, This week the presentation will be by Kellogg Foundation Food and Society Fellow LaDonna Redmond. She's a longtime organizer on Chicago's West Side and President and CEO of the Institute for Community Resource Development, which works to improve urban access to healthy food. This was delivered in 2004. The title of the presentation is The Color of Sustainability. So it sounds like good stuff, <clears throat> and it's leading up, all these brown bag series are leading up to the 5th Annual Heartland Bioneers You conference. couldn't
0: say brown bag Bioneers.
1: <laughs> oh, I got it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to Heartland Bioneers, so then I may have botched it a little bit.
0: The 5th Annual Heartland Bioneers. Yeah,
1: October 17th and 19th. And if you haven't been to a Bioneers yet, you know, you, you should check it out, and if you have...
0: You should come again, because mm-hmm. it's good stuff. And you can do the brown bag pioneers just to, like, tantalize your taste or yes. appease your appetite. Yes,
1: to whet your appetite. Yeah, right? it's like... Not entirely appease it, though. you got to be left
0: wanting something a little more. Well, okay. <laughs> but it's enough to whet your appetite. To find out more about the brown bag... I can't say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the brown bag of Bioneers, if I enunciate... Please visit southernsustainability.org or call five two five seventy nine hundred. Upcoming lunch presentation includes uh, Sophia Quintero, women telling their stories and promoting justice on September twelfth, and Michael Pollan, beyond the barcode: the local food revolution on September nineteenth. Hmm. So that's brown bag pioneers, and of course, the National Pioneers Conference coming up next month.
1: Okay. And I will, uh, I'll go ahead and mention the next happening, too, because Orr might be a little self-conscious to self-promote. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's the You're energy actually
0: right. Yes. <laughs> you it's, noticed that, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's the Energy Film Fest. Uh, it's exciting, action-packed energy films and presentations. There are two more Fridays at 7 p.m. at the Long Branch. You can join them for exciting and informative films and discussion series, along with the latest energy-saving information. And the one coming up today is Inconvenient Truth. This is an updated version of the slideshow, an Orbeck of Advanced Energy Solutions. You may have heard of him. Really? Who's he? (laughs) I don't know. I've met him one time. He seemed like an alright guy.
0: You met him once and you remember? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, he's memorable. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, he'll be presenting an updated version of Al Gore's slideshow, plus giving information on energy efficiency and solar energy products. And I bet somewhere in there, he will also tell us how to stay energized. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I actually—it's not very often I get to act like an expert in my own town. Yeah. I get to act like an expert all over, you know, the other places. But I mean, I spoke in North Carolina, and I've spoken—I'm speaking in Iowa in two weeks. But yeah, it's like maybe some people will sh- come and see well what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm i have the joy and i don't know burden of being one of only a thousand people in the nation authorized to show this presentation yeah and um it's actually extremely scary right now because i mean there's they're now going to say well i'll show it you can come
1: I uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you can come for the details.
0: But
1: as you can imagine, since it addresses global climate change, uh, if, you, if you listen to this show at any point in the past bazillion years since we started it, <laughs> um, you've probably heard that there are issues related to climate change and our oil use and related things.
0: And I don't focus too much. Well, I do. I scare the... Just scare people. Huh. Extreme... I scare myself, given the presentation. Yeah. <laughs> and then I give solutions. Yeah. I mean... And most of the solutions are very basic and important. I mean, the main thing is, is we're using way too much energy and the most of it's from coal. Yeah. And so if we can alleviate, well, greatly reduce our energy consumption, we will be able to not build new power plants. Yeah. So, all right.
1: Yes, so that's that. Doc. I think I mentioned it's at the Long Branch at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, and then the next, the next time they're doing on September 12th, kilowatt hours. That's n- that's like a pun on kilowatt
0: hours, but it's the word "r" as in. <laughs> 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 I it's pronounced the same. Yeah, it's pronounced almost exactly the same. Hours like and hours. Hours,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's our kilowatts. It's not
0: yours. It's ours.
1: Yeah. Learn the true cost of our electric usage and hear about new developments in energy, plus how to save on your electric bill. Right.
0: So save, save money, save energy, save the planet. Yes. But mostly, you know, people do it to save money. But yeah,
1: Well, that's the joy of energy efficiency, is you, you basically get, sa- get paid to save the planet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get paid to save the planet, the new infomercial of the environmental movement.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, do we have any other happenings?
0: Um, they're almost wrapped up with the Habitat for Humanity house. Um, they will be working this Saturday from 8 till noon, and they will be painting and finishing up the front porch and the deck, and they just generally start cleaning up around the house. And um, If you would like to have the final chance to volunteer with Habitat for Humanity, um, that is over on Oak Street on, I always forget, East Oak. And then next Thursday... Were there dinosaurs in Illinois? Joe DeVerna, a geologist with the Illinois State Geological Survey, will be giving an illustrated answer to this question through his slideshow and fossils at the Shawnee Group Sierra Club meeting next Thursday, September 11th at 7.30 p.m. at the Carbondale Township Hall. For more information, you can call Barb at 529-4824. I know there was more happenings. I didn't oh, make yes, it there in there. here.
1: There is one that I remember because Barbara McCassin reminded me. and it's, So I'm going to mention it. It's the Climate Change Forum. Uh, we'll probably mention it one more time before it comes up, but it's coming up on Tuesday, September 16th. And there will uh, be a pizza reception from 5.30 to 6 and a program from 6 to 9. So it will address issues like, uh, what do you know about global warming? climate change, carbon reduction. They're going to have, uh, you know, talks on that, and then uh, speakers will present evidence of the already apparent effects of global warming with a focus on agriculture, water supply, wildlife, and our environment. And the second part will focus on smart energy solutions that will help curb global warming. The program will wind up with ways to take action, including how to influence decision-makers, what various groups are working on the issue, and Action Opportunities. And it's organized by the League of Women Voters, Jackson County, the Shawnee Group Sierra Club, and the United Nations Association, USA of Southern Illinois. And uh, let's see. it's Yeah, the start time is 5.30 for that, and it goes until 9. And it's at the, um, what's that place called, the Health Center, like the Student Health Auditorium.
0: Yeah, right right next next to the rec center. yeah. Yeah,
1: it's in Carbondale, right next to the rec center. Okay.
0: And today is Friday. Friday. And as usual, there's the big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC. Today, September 5th, yes, it is September, and it is the 5th, they will be screening Protocols of Zion, a 2005 documentary film by Mark Levin, an examination of anti-Semitism in the United States and elsewhere today. Levin was inspired to make the film after he learned of a noxious rumor that was being propagated after 9-11 that no Jews died on 9-11 because they had been warned not to work at the World Trade Center on the day of the attack. In trying to determine the source of the rumor, Levin discovers a broader resurgence of anti-Semitism based on a dissemination of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion a 1903 book portraying to disclose the Jews' master plan to rule the world, which was discredited as a hoax by the Times of London in 1921. So that's today at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy INC, which is 214 North Washington. Oh, never mind. Um, and on September 11th, there is going to be a special which is next Thursday, beginning at noon at the IMC. They will be having a special day devoted to education about the 9-11 Truth Movement, the movement that calls for a new, full, and independent investigation of the 9-11 attacks. They will be showing a series of films with discussion and other materials available starting at noon. The film screen will be among the best and most credible of the 9-11 documentaries, including 9-11 Revisited, 9-11 Mysteries, and some shorter films produced by 9-11 Pilots for Truth, including an examination of the official flight recorder data from Flights 77, the Pentagon Attack, and Flight 93. At 7 p.m., they will conclude with a video presentation by Richard Gage of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, entitled, 9-11 Blueprint for Truth, The Architect of Destruction, a comprehensive examination of the flaws in the official story about the collapse of the World Trade Center buildings. That is next Thursday, September 11th, otherwise known as 9-11, beginning at noon at the Big Muddy IMC at 214 North Washington in Carbondale. All
1: right, so I think that's all the happenings for today. Um, if you'd like to send your happenings to us, though, you can send them, my email address
0: is treesong at treesong dot I'm sure there's other happenings, but unless they get to us, <laughs> they don't quite happen. Yeah. At least, to me, they don't.
1: They may happen to a degree, but they would have had more people if you mentioned it to us.
0: Well, I don't know if they'd had more people, but they would have been more happening because yeah. we mentioned it.
1: <laughs> people get more excited.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been some very major demonstration and police actions going on around the RNC, otherwise known as the Republican National Conventions. Demonstrators have been tear gassed, pepper sprayed, and shot out with rubber bullets and concession grenades. Now, in indie media celebrity news, Amy Goodman has apparently been arrested, too. And the arrest and demonstrations continue with live video and audio letting us watch the events unfold. Now, that live video and audio is not completely, well, some of it, it's it's so traumatic that some of it is leaking onto mainstream news.
1: Yeah, but for the most part, you know, the mainstream news will just cover the story for a couple minutes at most and then, you know, not even get to any of the... Li-
0: the live footage or the details Well, part of the reason why the mainstream news did it was because they had some of their reporters actually harassed. Yeah,
1: yeah, I saw on the uh, I, I don't want to promote particular networks. I saw on one of the networks. <laughs> I almost said which one, <laughs> but they, they had a reporter who had been doing an investigative reporting on like lobbyists paying money to delegates in order to get them to do political stuff. Which, you know, is what r- reporters are supposed to do, and they often don't do anymore. Right. And so he got uh, he got harassed for this because, you know, supposedly he was trespassing on the public sidewalk in front of a uh, hotel. <laughs> so he got pushed onto the street and eventually got arrested.
0: Well, he got arrested for blocking traffic on yeah. the street, right?
1: Yeah, he got he got pushed onto the street, and then they said, uh, "Oh, now you're blocking traffic." <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's one of those classic moments you hear about, but rarely gets caught on video. And it got it well.
0: I mean, it gets caught on video pretty frequently, but this time he had a mic clipped to his lapel yeah. as he was doing a live broadcast.
1: Yeah, so you could hear what was being said. Right,
0: so you could hear what he was saying plus what the policeman was saying, because usually. I mean, a camera is way away, and you can see it happening, but you don't know exactly what's being said
1: yeah and so that that one did circulate among the mainstream media a lot. There were also other ones that didn't get as much play that showed you know mistreatment of independent journalists, mistreatment of uh activists, all that sort of thing.
0: Well, I mean, the biggest thing is is they put it off to the side anyway, and so I mean, they shouldn't have to, like, bear down upon them because, well, they've got their designated area already. Why get them all mad? Mm-hmm. I mean, why try to push free speech out? Now, here's a couple um, independent media sites that you can find some information. Org or TheUptake.org. The first is a link to an um IMC in of course the Twin Cities and the second is another indie site that has a lot of videos. So
1: Yeah. I'll also mention too, I it's not mentioned in that message, but uh Starhawk dot uh, if you're familiar with uh author and activist Starhawk, she's got a series of reports from her participation and it includes some overviews of what happened to certain degrees and it's pretty interesting, pretty inspiring in certain ways scary in other ways it's a powerful read
0: now i didn't hear anything about the democratic national convention yeah there was there
1: was some there were some demonstrations there and there was some uh... uh questionable police conduct but it, it was so much more at the rnc before the before the convention even started the police were already breaking the laws
0: <laughs> yeah they had gone and arrested like
1: yeah preemptive raids
0: pre-emptive, <laughs> Um raided and arrested people they thought would demonstrate.
1: Yeah.
0: In some cases, they were going to demonstrate. But isn't that part of, like, free speech?
1: Yeah, well, I I thought so. (laughs) Yeah, well... I may have to reread the Constitution.
0: Well, you're allowed to have free speech if you get a permit to do so. (laughs) It's like, you can't have a parade, you can't speak in public. Well, you can speak in public, but it can't be on public property.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You have
0: to get a permit from... Somebody, I mean, you know, um, yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Yeah, so let's well, that was news, but let's get into some, um, uh,
1: some, I guess, some of our usual fear on environmental and social
0: issues. So t- it was
1: like an enormous <coughs> event that happened that
0: we had, yeah, we mention. didn't really care about that much, but we thought mm-hmm. we'd talk about it because it's we're independent news and we like to talk about independent mm. news, yeah. <laughs> um today 's top news breaking and exiting another large section of Canadian ice shelf breaks loose in a predictable but yet mildly disturbing reminder of the arctic 's continuing ice melt. Researchers say yet another massive ice chunk has broken off from an ice shelf in Canada. The surson ice shelf isn 't isn 't it the, the, they all have these names, yeah <laughs> but now they 're disappearing. <laughs> And yeah. so, whoever they're named after,
1: that makes it depressing, you know. It, it's like you know, if you if you find a stray kitten and then you name it and then you give it back to the owner, you know, you you feel more heartbroken because you gave it a name. <laughs> it's <laughs> like that with these ice shelves.
0: It's you, uh, you compared it to a stray kitten. <laughs>
1: yeah, I it's can see comparing
0: it to a mountain that gets blown up, but
1: it's a very big stray kitten, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's been released back into the wilds of the ocean. <laughs> yeah,
0: so. It's mass more than halved when two large sections broke off recently, leaving it about 47 square miles smaller. Again, 47 square miles smaller. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a big kitten. Mm -hmm. For those of you keeping track at home, this summer has seen 19 square miles of the Marken ice shelf break off and float into the sea, as well as an 8.5 mile section of the Ward Hunt shelf. Quote, these changes are irreversible under the present climate and indicate that the environmental conditions have kept these ice shelves in balance for 4,000 years are no longer present, said Trent University's Derek Mueller. Ice shelves are made of very old, floating I- sea ice that's still attached to land. The surrounding sea ice usually acts to brace the shelves against wind and waves, but this year's and last year's were not much help. Quote, we have now reached a threshold where the environment is too warm for these ice shelves to exist anymore, said Luke Copland of Ottawa University. Straight to the source, August Front Press, Associated Press, and The Telegraph.
1: But there's no such thing as climate change, right?
0: <laughs> anyway. I, I'm not answering.
1: <laughs> he's, he's not even answering such a silly question. <laughs> so let's see. In uh, other news like death warmed over. Arctic ice in a death spiral as it hits second lowest point ever. Summer sea ice melt in the Arctic is already the second meltiest since satellite records began. And by the end of the melt season in mid-September, this year could surpass the all-time record low set last year, according to scientists at the National Snow and Ice Data Center. For the second time ever, the first being last year, The mythical Northwest Passage shipping route is open and ice-free this year. Uh, All of those those old turn-of-the-last-century explorers who died looking for that, you know, they'll they'll be happy to know it exists now. (laughs) What's more, Arctic sea ice appears to have reached a tipping point from which it may not recover. The Arctic is now expected to be entirely ice-free in summer by 2030. uh, Arctic sea ice melts typically begins to slow in August, as temperatures get cooler. But this year, just when it was expected to slow down, the melting sped up, giving this year's melt an ominous shot at breaking the record. But regardless of whether this year is officially a record breaker or not, it's clear to researchers that the Arctic is unwell. Quote, no matter where we stand at the end of the melt season, it's just reinforcing this notion that the Arctic ice is in its death spiral said Mark Ceres at the NSIDC. Straight to the source, BBC News, Agence France-Presse, Reuters, Associated Press, and Scientific American. All the big names are reporting that story.
0: So you actually pronounce it right, Agence France-Presse.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm close. My brother probably pronounces it even better than I do, because he actually speaks French. Yeah, so... <laughs> but I've had a few semesters of it, so I've got an idea.
0: <laughs> I've been to France. Okay
1: a beautiful place i
0: was gonna say that makes you an expert
1: uh, I was <laughs> but it does depressed. make
0: you pronounce it better than me yeah yeah i've been to the south so i can talk
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> digesting slow food nation a few thoughts on an amazing event and a recipe for a delectable slow cooked pasta sauce slow food usa board member and an iowa chef Kurt Frege attended the big food celebration in San Francisco last week known as Slow Food Nation. He might be biased, but he'll say it anyway. Slow Food Nation rocked. He loved the populous feel of the free events, he was energized by the hubbub of the crowd, but most of all, he reveled in the amazing food. In the spirit of the event, he offers up a recipe that requires top of the season tomatoes cooked you guessed it. Nice and slow. He swears the results justify the weight. Now, I've noticed recently that the U.S. Department of Agriculture is now projecting the biggest food price increases since 1990. We advocate planting victory gardens all around and digging out grandma's pressure cooker and and learning to do more with leftovers and buying more from the farmer's market. We take up... the baton and run with more posts from the past week that have featured a focus on sustainable cropping. The slow food gospel recently wound its way through San Francisco streets, mixing two city favorites: social justice and local eats. It was cram-packed show. There was the Taste Pavilion, an architectural work of slow design. It was cram-packed with. Let's see, it was cram-packed with hikes, art exhibits, farm tours, films, slow street food, artisan cheese, fairly picked foods, and even native food served by native women in a native woven toll hut made from California grasses. Now, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. As well as uh, food workshops and cooking demos and tours of the Victory Garden, a section in front of the city hall has been converted into a, a huge edible garden. Oh, and that slow-cooked pasta sauce? Well, just get some tomatoes and some basil and use a sun oven or a solar cooker for all day cooking. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: No energy. Take your time. And you really don't have to add anything to it. Just let the tomatoes slow cook. And I can tell you, if you start with good tomatoes, you will not lose any any of the
1: taste. <laughs> you may even somehow gain a little bit of taste.
0: I'm salvating.
1: <laughs> so, Slow Food Nation. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like slow foods. Is there any other article we want to talk about, or we can just wrap it up by. Si-
1: um, we could probably just wrap it up.
0: Um, there is actually a slow food group starting in a Carbondale. We'll start having dinners on Fridays at the Interface Center. And, um, it's going to have an international flair called Rice and Spice. Uh So, um, look forward to that. And if you want to be part of the Slow Food, what is it? Um, I think it's just slowfoodusa.org. Buy food, cook it slow, take your time, (laughs) enjoy. Yes,
1: cook it slow, eat it slow, enjoy it slow. (laughs) Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, and I've got a song I'd like to send us off with, uh, I picked this one just because it's sort of a jolly, happy, like, dancing song. It's by a band called Incubus Succubus, and it's called Goblin Jing. So it's, you know, a song about, you know, little elven creatures dancing out in the woods. It's pretty fun. And it's called Goblin Jing. So enjoy, and I hope you have a good week.